Welcome to the Shattered Order Podcast with your host, Goodnight Punk and Windkiller Inc. This week, we spotlight Guild Officer Zathmir, go over the Guild Poll, do a little theory crafting, talk about the community update, and complain some more about Galactic War. What's up, Wink? Not a lot, Dan. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad. Weekend's coming up for most people. Not me, but uh, I'm sure everyone else will enjoy it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm ready to get on a little bit of vacation and enjoy the 4th of July weekend. Uh, hope everybody out there has a good 4th and stays safe and doesn't get in too much trouble or go all Jason, Pierre, Paul and, you know, blow <laughs> off half their hands. Yeah, I'd hate to see half of our guild's NFL career go away. Yeah, no kidding. That'd be very disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, this week we got a uh, late submission for the uh, member spotlight, but luckily we got Zath Mir, who was able to help us out. So appreciate that, Zath. We're going to go over some of his answers. And, uh, yeah, see what he has to say. You want to start us off? Uh, yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, like Dan just said, uh our spotlight this week is Zathmir, who is an officer in the guild, as many of you probably know. He's from Pittsburgh. Uh, sounds like a pretty nice town. I've always wanted to go up there. Never actually been up there, but I'd like to make it up there for a football game one of these days. Yeah, I'd love to go watch the Steelers lose. <laughs> <laughs> yep, me too. Uh, well, uh also skipped over this part. Zathmir's name is actually Zach, which explains why there's a Z in his username. Kind of an uncommon character. Yep. Zach is 21. He's an intern at State Farm Insurance Company. He graduated, uh, well, he's working on graduating with a BBA in the fall from, uh, Actually, I'm not sure where, but for business administration and marketing, doing dual majors and econ and management minors. And he's hoping to graduate summa cum laude as long as he doesn't, you know, majorly screw it up. So, so good luck to you there, Zach. That's, that's quite a feat. Yeah, so if we see him disappear from uh, the game in uh, around... March, then we'll probably know why. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, uh, his in interesting fact is pretty interesting. He swam for 12 years, and he said that he could have gone to the Olympic trials, but he opted out due to cost and health reasons. I can only imagine how brutal Olympic trials are. Yeah, and that's one thing I also never thought about is the cost to the people doing it. I guess I just always assumed that the cost was incurred by the USA team, but I guess there's uh, plenty of other stuff that goes into that, too. But that's pretty crazy. Yeah, and I'd say... Not a, not, not a whole lot of pay for doing that, from what I've heard. Yeah. I don't know. Which is unfortunate, but... It's pretty cool, though, to even say that yeah, you could no have kidding. been there. That's awesome. I can't... Yeah, and... Swimming's a pretty tough sport too. I mean, you gotta be in pretty damn good shape. So yeah, it's like that's pretty awesome. I always think of swimming like running with more resistance. It makes take that much more out of you. It's crazy. Yeah, no kidding. That's cool. Well, some of his hobbies obviously include swimming, uh, playing an assortment of games. He said, if you're on PlayStation, hit him up with an invite. His username on there is also Zathmir. Uh, he's got a 1990 Miata that he is working on trying to make a decent car out of. And he's game for doing pretty much anything outdoors. And outside that, the usual hanging out with friends, grabbing a drink, concerts, bars, sporting events, whatever else he can find to do. Yeah, sounds pretty fun to me. I like all those things. I never really thought about it, how... uh how the outdoors are there in Pittsburgh. I assume getting out of the big town, there's probably some nice spots up there. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, I don't think 
Pittsburgh's that big of a city. Um, I'm not sure how uh, rural it is, you know, just outside that area. But yeah, either. Uh, well, Zach's favorite uh, music genre and artist. He don't really have one, but he's been listening to a lot of Twenty One Pilots recently. And he's hopefully going to go to the Ultra Music Festival this spring. That sounds like fun. Yeah, most festivals end up being a lot of fun. They don't have any here in Phoenix, uh, mostly because everyone would probably burn to death. But some of those other ones yeah. in California I would really like to go to. I'm with you. That'd be a lot of fun. There's a few I'd like to go to. I'd like to make it down to South by Southwest this next year, but... Yeah, we'll that would see be if a that lot actually fun. happens or not. Definitely. They always have some pretty awesome bands, ones I'd actually enjoy going to see. Yeah, and there's a little bit of everything going on at that time. I mean, there's there's no sort, shortage of things to do during that time from what I've heard. Oh, yeah. Not of, not even all of its music, so mm. I know that there's a lot of... Yep. I've seen a lot of game stuff, or maybe that's a different festival, but... Yeah, uh, I think they do literally have everything there. I mean, I've heard of you know health conventions, gaming things going on. Yeah, uh, I think they do a lot of stuff there. But I have to look it up. Yep, Austin's pretty fun anyway. So yeah, I'm sure you could find something else to do if you didn't like what was going on at the time. Oh, for sure, Sixth Street's a blast. Nice. Um, well. He's a big fan of chimichangas. Chimichangas. He's got a he's got a Mexican food restaurant right down from his dorm at school. So <laughs> he says that that puts a pretty good dent in his wallet, which I can imagine it's hard to beat some pretty good Mexican food. I'd like to know how it is up there in Pittsburgh. Right, uh, Mexican not, food in Pittsburgh. Not exactly is a place. Like if I were to say here in Arizona. Right on the border, like, we have some kick-ass Mexican food. People would be like, oh, totally. But then when you're like, I like this Mexican food place up here in Pittsburgh, people kind of wonder. Well, I wonder, me being down here in Arizona. I'm the same way. I mean, I'm in Oklahoma, and we have pretty damn good Mexican food here. Uh, Of course, just about every time I go further north, it's harder than hell to find good Mexican foods. Well, side story, and this is... (laughs) I think it's kind of funny. When we were, when I was in the Navy, whenever we'd hit ports, foreign ports, we'd always try to find a Mexican food place in like a foreign country. So like, we've had Mexico or Mexico. We've had Mexican food in Singapore, Thailand, Bahrain, um, Japan. Oh man, it, you, you literally see Damn. like the where the influence is, and like they'll label it Mexican food. But, like, one of them is tapas, you know, which is, like, the small plates of food, which is more Spanish than Mexican. But, like, it was crazy. You go and eat these crazy Mexican foods in foreign countries, and you just, your mind gets blown. It's crazy. (laughs) Like, what would you do in Thailand? Oh, I had this awesome Mexican food. It was great. (laughs) That'd be pretty cool. (laughs) I'd, like, go Thailand. I hear their food's incredible anyway but oh yeah if you're not eating mexican food it's top notch cool (laughs) well it looks like zach's a little bit of a philosopher to some extent his favorite quote in general is from confucius quote life and death have their fates riches and honor come by the day and he has that tattooed going down his side that's pretty cool it's cooler that it's tattooed on his body than when I thought have it tattooed down my side was actually still part of the quote. So, <laughs> like, I guess, I guess riches I just said, and honor unquote. come by day, have it tattooed down my side. Oh, that doesn't flow yeah. very well. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It. No. Plus, people be wondering what the what the hell's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's pretty cool. Uh, he's got. A bit of a selection of favorite Star Wars quotes. I think the quotes are going to kind of give you an idea of what characters he likes as well. Um, yeah. His first favorite quote is, I'll do a better job at quoting and unquoting this time. <laughs> quote, don't call me a mindless 
philosopher, you overweight glob of grease, <laughs> unquote. That's C-3PO from A New Hope. He's got a lot of good one-liners. He's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know uh, Han Solo, which he says I know countless times <laughs> in Return of the Jedi and Empire. Uh, he likes most of the just general banter that come from Han, Leia, and Luke throughout um, uh, said in A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, which I have to agree with him on. Oh, yeah, totally. Some... They put those those three actors together in those movies just flowed perfectly. Probably part of yes. why the movies were so great anyway. It's just the... Uh, oh, for sure. How they, they all stream together and work together, and it just fit. It was perfect. Yep. I completely agree. <laughs> Another one that is one of my favorites as well. Quote, I have a bad feeling about this. Unquote. That's Obi-Wan all the time. He's seems like he says that in every scene of just about every movie. You got to wonder if he ever had any good feelings about anything. But it's one of those yeah, that's, pessimistic that's things, point. right? You always talk about the bad, but never the good. Yep, <laughs> that is true. Well, his uh, favorite Star Wars movie is Empire Strikes Back. That seems to be a pretty common theme. I know that's my personal favorite as well. Very nice. That's a good one. Uh, Can't go wrong. Uh, his favorite characters, Dark Revan from Legends and General Kenobi. He says uh, Han is a close second for him. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing. General Kenobi is definitely one of my favorites. They just built yep. him up so well in those first three movies. Whether you like the prequels or not, he was awesome in all of them. Yep, I agree. Uh, we'll probably be talking about General Kenobi here before too long, uh, I have a feeling. Uh, yes, I think we will. <laughs> Um, <laughs> his favorite characters from the game are Vader and his troops. He said, even though they suck and need a buff, <clears throat> EA please. And I really want a Han, Leia, Luke, Obi, and Chewie team. That would be pretty sick. Now, is that Stormtrooper Han or the new Han? I'm a... S- I think he would be fine with either one, but I'm going to assume the new Han since I'm assuming he's a lot better kind of hard to know since nobody's got him seven star yet yeah time will tell totally he looks good yeah for sure the videos i've watched on the internet of people with five star of him he looks really cool yep well uh zathmir kind of disappoints us with his arena team it's boring and meta but that's that's okay it looks almost fa- exactly like mine <laughs> it looks pretty damn close to mine too yeah He's got a Phasma lead with Ray, Geonosian Soldier, Qui-Gon, and Royal Guard. The only thing I don't have is the Royal Guard, and mine's going to be Gamorrean Guard, so we'll see how that goes. Only another week or so, and I'll have him at seven stars. Well, hopefully next week on the podcast we'll have a bit of a uh, Gamorrean Guard review. Yeah, I kind of jumped ahead. Seems like uh, everything I've heard he uses as exposed before his taunt, so he kind of... His defense is pretty terrible, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, time will tell. <laughs> All right. Uh, now into a few of the more fun questions. Um, well, I skipped over one. Uh, he plays on an iPhone. Uh, yeah. And the three items he would want to have on a deserted island. His phone, he's got to get his daily contributions in. <laughs> Understandable. So I'll throw a Wi-Fi a enhancer re- then. Yeah. He's going to need a <laughs> yeah, Wi-Fi no enhancer, I think. Yeah, <laughs> or uh, maybe they have satellite smartphones. I'm not sure. Yeah, that could work. Um, a Lazy Boy recliner and a boat, preferably a yacht. Uh, uh, oh, there you go. Get the Wi-Fi from the yacht. Can't go wrong there, I suppose. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Satellite internet on the yacht, Wi-Fi to the beach where you're sitting on your lazy boy. Good to go. Yep. 
<laughs> Sounds pretty nice. I think I'd swap the Lazy Boy for a hammock, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah. A lot of good, uh, a lot of good uh, re- relaxation chairs out there. I might get one of them uh, yeah. massage chairs. That'd be nice. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> pretty awesome. Uh, as far as invisibility or the ability to fly. For Zathmir, it's invisibility. You can get away with anything. Including free flights. <laughs> That's exactly not even a contest for him. <laughs> him and me are on the same page with that one, which is good because then we'll get to the next two questions and we totally go the opposite way. <laughs> Whether it comes to Marvel or DC, Zathmir says, "This is hard. DC is darker and has better comics, in my opinion, but it's gone way off track and is confusing as all hell with their infinite universes." I like most of the Marvel storylines, and Deadpool and Spider-Man are my favorite heroes, mostly because they are cocky pricks and hilarious. I'll say this about, with your Spider-Man there, the new guy that they got to play him from uh, Civil War makes me excited for the new movie, because he's a young kid, and he is hilarious. All kinds of jokes, just like the real Spider-Man from the comics. Much much less teenage uh, angst than uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, I think. Yeah, that's probably a good improvement. I thought Tobey Maguire was terrible, but uh, the last guy, I can't remember what you said his name was. Andrew um, Garfield. I thought he was Andrew Garfield, yeah. I thought he was really good. I thought that I was pretty impressed with the way that turned out. But Yeah, I liked him, and but I mean... They canceled it so quick. It's like, all right, well, I guess we're getting another one, the third one. Yeah. But for whoever who they picked, I I do like him. So. Kind of like what they've done with the Hulk. Yeah. Was there two or three of them? Yeah, maybe more. Hell, I don't know. Yeah, I think there's three: Eric Bana, Eric Bana, Edward Norton, and the guy now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, Team Iron Man or Team Captain America? He says Team Deadpool. Not really a choice, so he's going to have to go with Iron Man, he says, because Spidey, you know. Because he got Spidey. Yeah. See, that's the one I disagree. Team Captain all the way. But I've already said that. (laughs) Yep, we still disagree. (laughs) The line is still in the sand. (laughs) Yep. All right, well, cool. All right. We'll move on now to the poll review, which uh, this week was trying to just get an idea of what the guild's demographic was, kind of, you know. And I was kind of surprised that there wasn't a little more, there wasn't a little more um, spacing in this. It really was three of the six choices, and that was it. But there were 30 responses to 49 people, or sorry, 39... Man, I just can't talk today. There are 30 responses of the 49 people in the guild. So let's say about 60% representation. There were 50% were in the 30 to 39 bracket, which is where I fit. So that's 15 people. 40% were 20 to 29, so 12 people. And then 10% in the 40 to 49 bracket. So three people there. So biggest there was 30 to 39 second biggest 20 to 29 and then the only other one was 40 to 49 with three people so pretty interesting it didn't it wasn't as spaced out as i thought it would be so really it was just 20 to 49 30 years yeah i kind of expected it to be somewhere in that range um i'm actually kind of surprised that there's not anyone under 20 that's what i was Um, thinking i thought there might be at least one teenager in the guild maybe there is there's still 19 other people but if you were oh, to yeah, that's, that's project true. it out from what we got, wouldn't be uh, maybe one. So, yep. pretty cool. Which bracket did you fit into? I am in the twenty to twenty-nine. I just turned twenty-eight. So, gotcha. What about you? I turned thirty-four in April, so I am in the majority there. Cool. <laughs> yeah, pretty nice. Pretty big spread pretty cool let's see yeah yeah it's not terribly surprising though uh because i mean 
most most older people that I know don't really play games on their phone anyway. All they kind of do is Facebook and text people. Yeah. Facebook. Ooh. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm <laughs> not a fan. I have it. I don't enjoy it that much. But completely agree. You know, if all my if all my family was on Twitter and not Facebook, then all I would have is a Twitter. Completely agree. I love Twitter. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, um, the next thing is kind of touching back to our first podcast. We did a poll where we asked y'all about what tunes y'all would like to see come into the game. Well, we got some reviews. People wanted us to go in a little bit more depth about that, so that's what we're about to do. Yeah, so we both picked two people from the list of uh, characters that people submitted, and we decided to make a kit for them. Um, the top two were Jedi Luke and General Kenobi, so I took one and he took another, and so got those two, and then we both kind of just picked one out of the list, and since I'm biased, I picked the one that I submitted, and uh, yeah, so there's that. But that's the one I'm going to go over first, and it is Mon Mothma, who I'm sure you all know, pretty big character there, also going to be in the new, uh, what is it, Rogue's, Rogue One, is that what it's called? Rogue One. Yep. Yeah, so it's going to be, she's going to be in Rogue One, so it's a pretty good chance that she might actually be put in the game, depending on how big her spot is in the movie, but who knows. Anyway, it's kind of fun to think that she might be in there. But let's see, let's go over these, uh, these talents. So for basic, I put Battle Orders is the name I put on it, and... I kind of, as I was thinking about this character, I was thinking of someone that... I don't really see Mon Mathma carrying a big stick or a big blaster or anything. So I kind of just figured I'd go with uh, moves that didn't have her attack at all. More like uh, she's the general leading an army. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so the first one is called Battle Orders, the basic, and it calls another character to assist. She doesn't attack. She calls someone else to attack. And the assisting character gains speed up for one turn. So they attack for her and get speed up for the attack or for doing the attack. Pretty nice way to get a buff. I like that quite a bit. Yeah. I get it was, it was hard to come up with. I'm like, how can she not attack and still do something? But yep. that's what made the special even harder. But I kinda went at it like uh like Phasma or Poggle, where they didn't really actually attack, but they did something to help the whole team. Like, let's see, Victory March, or I'm not sure what the one that gives offense up for Poggle is, but kind of like that. So it's called Single Out, and it marks the target with tenacity down and exposed for one turn. So, whoever gets a turn in before that character goes can do some good damage to him or debuff him for sure when they hit them so it'd be a good way to get that character uh singled out and the leader one this is the one that made me want to do a kit for her and because it's something that i've been thinking about that would be really cool if they put it into the game but i don't know how they would implement it or if they even could but the leader ability would be called inspire add another random character's leader ability to entire team for two turns so basically, if you had uh, Old Ben on your team, if she uses this Inspire and it shows Obi-Wan or Old Ben at random, everyone would get dodge, 6% dodge for two turns. Or whatever people you have on your team that it selects, you'd get it for two turns. That makes sense? Yeah. That would be pretty interesting as far as trying to deal with in Arena because you would never really know how to attack or exactly what would be the best strategy against her. Right, because then you'd want to think about who has a leader ability that I don't want to see pop up. I want to kill them first. Yep. So, And then for Unique, I called it For the Rebellion, which I'm sure is a name for someone else's move, but if not, then it'll work. But 
Her unique is whenever a rebel character is dodged, call an assist dealing 40% less damage. It's basically anti-dodge uh, meta, call an assist, 60% damage. Yep, that's pretty good. I'm surprised we haven't seen anything like that already, actually. Yeah, they got a lot of different stuff they've been putting in for dodge. Haven't seen this one yet, so I think that would be pretty cool. Yep, I agree. So you want to do one, and then we'll bounce back and forth? Yeah, sure. Sounds good. All right. I'll, I'll go ahead and do Jedi Luke. Um, what I kind of tried to do with him was kind of think about what point he was at towards the end of Return of the Jedi. And as you'll probably tell, some of the things that happened in that movie is kind of what influenced the way I went with Jedi Luke. Um, and another thing is, there's not really any character that is good against Dark Side or Sith specifically, but yet there's a lot of like anti-droid and anti-Jedi characters. So I kind of thought Jedi Luke would be one of those good anti-Dark Side characters. Yeah, be interesting. I don't think they really have any anything in the game like that right now, right? Because you're in a team can be filled with light and dark, right? So, that, yeah, yep. that's pretty cool. Anyways, so didn't mean to interrupt you. So, I have his basic as uh, Luke removing turn meter equal to the percentage of health that's missing from the enemy. So, if he attacks and then they're down to 60%, then he would remove 40% of their turn meter. So basically, the less health they have, the more turn meter he's removing from them. Oh, geez. Yeah. That'd be nice. Uh, just kind of a little bit would, different way to use the turn meter reduction. That would destroy the Rancor. <laughs> yeah. As, assuming potency high enough. Yeah, yeah. I would assume with this kit, they would have to have his potency not be too terribly high because... Of the reason you just stated. Right. Um, on his special, it is, well, his special is called Complete Your Training. It's where Luke recruits the midichlorians to give allies offense up for two turns and 40% turn meter. Kind of similar to uh, Phasma's Victory March, except, you know, it's offense up and lasts two turns. Yeah, that's and like it gives a little bit less turn meter, but that reminds me of what I was talking about. Only totally mixed together. That's like a total. That's like a victory march, um, poggle special mixed together. There, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's see. His unique is when Luke falls below twenty five percent health. He causes enemy allies to attack the character who attacked Luke previously. Uh, what kind of gave me that idea was, you know, right at the end of Return of the Jedi, uh, he, you know, he defeats Darth Vader and then the Emperor is attacking him. And that's the point at which Vader kind of turns and attacks the Emperor. And that was kind of the influence for that. I thought that would be kind of interesting. Oh, man. That is kind of cool. The animations would be uh, out of out of control, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how they would do <laughs> animations on that. It might be kind of a pain. But it would be kind of like Royal Guard. It's like, you know, Royal Guard's on that team. You kind of avoid getting somebody below 50% health. You'd kind of have to do the same thing with Luke. You wouldn't be able to let him get into that red zone. You'd have to either basically go from yellow to taking him out. Yeah. Sounds like me with old Ben. Just save him for last. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Um, and then his leader ability is the last Jedi. Uh, allies gain an additional 25% offense and gain 10% turn meter when attacking dark side characters. What do you think about that one? I like it. I think it'd be cool to uh, have something that differentiates differentiates between dark and light side when you're attacking. 
and that would open up for other characters, other new characters, to uh, get the same thing against Lightseid. So that'd be interesting. Yeah, it might well, mold so we've already got. Too, uh, so. Yeah, well, I mean, Dooku and Sidious both already kind of have that anti-Jedi thing going on, so there needs to be something to bring balance to the Force. Yeah, that makes sense because that's definitely something we I've talked about with other people is how they have all the anti-Jedi stuff, but they don't have any anti-Sith stuff. And then someone's like, well, there aren't really that many Sith to even worry about it. Like, yeah, I guess that makes sense then. But if it were to be dark side, then it would be more, more balanced that way than like you're saying. Yep. So nice. All right. Well then I'll move on from Luke to Kenobi, general Kenobi. So this is the Clone Wars Kenobi, and uh, put in his basic to be a saber slash, where he dealt physical damage with a 45% chance to land defense down for two turns. So just a regular smack him up, hopefully you can land defense down, and the only reason I put defense down on there was to go with his special and his leader to... uh, well, with the special, the leader, and the unique I gave him to hopefully be able to make those things even stronger or happen more often. So the special is called Force Wave, which might be Old Ben's name of his move. I don't know. I was thinking more of like a wave in the ocean, not a wave of the hand. So I don't know if they're the same name, but it can be changed, whatever. Anyways, it is... Deal physical damage to all enemies and remove 20% turn meter to enemies that are critically hit. So basically an AoE with a chance to take down turn meter if they're critically hit with it. So if they That's have, pretty interesting. So if they have defense down, would, then you hit them with that. Hopefully that you can have a better chance of critting them. And it would pair really well with like Phasma who gives... Automatic criticals. Yep, that would definitely work. Because then the whole team would lose their turn meter, or 20% of it. Yep. Then you got the leader ability pushing forward. Jedi and clone allies gain 20% turn meter when a Jedi or clone ally scores a critical hit. So turn meter anytime a Jedi or clone gets a critical hit. So Force Wave takes turn meter with critical hits from the other team. And his leader ability would give turn meter to his team when anyone on the team scored a critical hit. So a lot of ways to gain turn meter for your team that way. Especially if you got an AoE guy hitting some criticals. Gain a lot of turn meter that way. So it's kind of, in a way, yep. it's kind of giving you a lot of turn meter like Stormtrooper Han does. If you have Jedis and clones on your team. So I figured that would work since he was more... In the Clone Wars, he was with the clones and the Jedis all the time. So the synergy would be perfect there. And then the unique, I put parry. So when General Kenobi resists a negative status effect, he immediately counters the attack with 35% damage penalty. So basically, if he... This isn't if he dodges. It's more if his tenacity... Is it tenacity? What's the one? Yes. Yes, tenacity. So if his tenacity is high enough that he is resisting statuses, then he'll counter for 65% damage. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Obviously, you couldn't give him, like, nasty tenacity because he'd counter every time, but middle of the road, a little bit higher maybe, depending on what gear he is, having him be able to counter, I think that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, I agree. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, so that would be my General Kenobi. And you're up. Cool. Well, uh, my next one is one of my favorite characters from the episode seven, BB-8. Um, it was hell trying to figure out what to do with BB-8. Uh, I kind of had to get a little bit creative, but yeah, there's nothing I'm not really. Entirely sh- as I say, there's nothing really in the game right now to help you give you ideas, right? 
like R2 hasn't been introduced, so you can't like look at what they did with him or anything. It's just like right out the top of your head. Yeah, plus he's only been in the one movie, not a whole lot of like action scenes, so I kind of had to take what I've seen from the movie and just kind of go with it, which is what I tried to do. So basically his basic is called Lighter, and it burns opponents, leaving a damage over time effect. So is that like he attacks and adds a dot, or is he just a dot? He attacks and adds a dot. Okay, gotcha. So, like, roll yeah. into their foot? Because that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, r- roll up to him, roll into him. Shin smash. Light him with his little, <laughs> his little, uh, you know, lighter yeah. that he used to give thumbs up to... Uh, Finn. Who was it? Was it Finn? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's kind of what gave me the idea for that one. That's awesome. And then his special is called Show the Way, where he projects a taunting hologram for two turns... And the hologram has health equal to BB-8s. So is that health equal to what he has at the time he taunts, or if he was full? Yes. Ah, okay, nice. Yep. That would be interesting. Uh, yeah, it's a l- little bit different spin on the whole taunt, and there's not currently a good droid that taunts that I'm aware of, other than, uh, I mean, HK has a bit of one. but Right. And then his unique is plus 20% evasion from dark side attacks, and he gains five speed for each resistance ally. Nice. More of the uh, dark light side uh, idea. I like it. All right, so the next thing we got is the community update review, which is more of a everything that happened this week review because they seem to be filling it with stuff we already know instead of giving us new information in the community update. But, whatever. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There'll be plenty. There's plenty to bitch about this week. So we'll just start from the top, which isn't too terrible, but for us, at least. For the Guild Bank currency, give out. Basically... When they introduced this thing with the 30 coin cap, 30,000 coin cap for guild coins a week. No, a day, right? Yeah, a day. It wasn't working for everyone. Luckily for our guild, somehow it was working and it wasn't causing any issue. We were getting all our coins. We were able to do all our tier sevens in the two days like we're supposed to. We didn't even see this, but it's apparently some other guilds were not getting their 30 coins a day because of time zones and where they were being reset. And it was just a big mess. People couldn't even open raids for three and four days because they were only getting a third or if they were lucky, half their coins. So big thing that was going on. Lots of complaining about it on the forums and Reddit. Luckily we didn't have it, but I feel for those that did. So basically what they came up with, (laughs) it's funny because once again, it helped us out, but it still possibly could have screwed other people. And that includes guilds that may not have been getting their coins before, right? So let's say a guild wasn't getting all their coins like they were supposed to, but somehow they managed to get somewhere up near 100k or they've been saving up for the beginning of the new month so that they can raid at the beginning of the month and try to get on the leaderboard, whatever. If they were near 100k, this really was messed up for them. So basically what it did is it gave all guild leaders coins up to 100k when they logged on to make up for the mess up with guild currency when the patch went live earlier. For us, that meant we started a raid, finished it right after the right after the reset so we got their 200 points we just started one which we're doing now which brought us all the way down to 20k so when i logged in when it registered me logging in after this update we went back up to 100k so tomorrow at 2 p.m we'll be able to start our third in a row without any waiting so like three straight no waiting perfect but yeah <laughs> yeah good for us 
But I've seen others that got less than 10K for this error, right? So, like, let's say you got screwed for a week not getting your coins and you had 90,000 coins saved up. You only got 10 for all the problems you had. Or if you were over 100K, you didn't get anything. So I have a feeling that if we check the boards tomorrow, we check Reddit tomorrow, this is not going to be like a thanks for fixing this type issue. <laughs> Do you see it being a happy thing? I don't. Um, <laughs> I see a lot of guilds being happy about it, but I think the ones that are going to end up pissed about it are really going to be pissed and blow up the forums and I'm sure they'll come out and do something. But we'll yeah. see. I mean, like I said, for some people it's perfect. For for like alt guilds or small guilds, it's really perfect because they're never at 100k anyway. So if they hover around 20k all the time, now they have four times what they ever have at one time you know because yeah. i know i've seen a lot of all like smaller guilds have like 35 people in it right so it takes like four or five days to start a tier five or tier six well now these guys got two of them for free and they don't have to wait a week and a half you know so yep for some people it's good for most of the ones that are yeah i just see people not being happy i don't know Anyways, just wanted to put that out there. But another thing they talked about, another thing that happened this week, which really didn't mean anything to me, but they reduced the raid gear prices for a couple of the pieces, I believe, that were up in the 2,000 shard, shard crystal price, but moved them down to like 12, 1,400, something like that. 1,400, that? I believe. I didn't actually see any in my shipments, but I did. I mean, I read about it and heard about it. and I mean, it's kind of a weird screw-up. It kind of... I mean, I don't know exactly how that happened, but it kind of seems like what happened was they tried to raise the prices on gear and people probably bitched, so they're trying to go back and correct it is what I'm guessing, but who knows. Yeah, I think there were pieces that needed other pieces to complete to you know put on your character and that piece was two, two over 2000 crystals yet somehow the same piece that you need the same amount of in other spots was only the 14 so no one understood why it was that high i don't know oh i, I didn't catch that part of it i was yeah. thinking that it was full pieces but yeah well uh, full pieces i've learned today from our raid don't actually mean full pieces because i got a full scanner and i went to put it on and it still needed a whole bunch of other stuff to go with it so really full yeah full pieces don't necessarily mean full piece it means you got all 50 of them but you still need the 20 blues and the other 20 blues and then you'll you can put it on so i got a fully crafted furnace last time you know just had furnace with a little one under it and it was actually a furnace with everything with the 50 syringes and the 20 hologram things yeah so maybe it was a scanner full scanner salvage maybe yeah, it wasn't maybe. just a scanner but yeah i saw the one i'm like oh sweet let me go put this on uh, whoever it was it was for and then i'm like oh still got a bunch of farming to do but yeah, that sucks. It's less than doing fifty, so it's still good. That's true. But well, anyways, we'll go on to the next part. More raid stuff. So they announced the raid reward exploit crackdown. So that's I think it's pretty good. I mean it's basically if we did I can't remember if we talked about this last week or not, but basically for about ninety minutes, people were able to acquire their raid completion rewards as many times as they wanted so they would go in go into their messages grab them go out another message would pop up you have guild rewards or raid rewards they'd go in and grab them again and you were able to do that for 90 minutes so depending on when you were getting your rewards you could go in there and snatch them up over and over and a lot of people did that a lot of people i think we 
I think we did touch on this last week. Um, I don't think they had announced exactly how big of a deal this is. I mean, there's this is a pretty big deal for sure. That's a lot of people to get banned, as well as the punishment for it is pretty extreme. I mean, they said if basically if you use that gear to gear somebody up, uh, they're taking that character back down to three stars and taking all the gear off. That's a that's a <laughs> hell of a punishment. I mean, the only thing you can be glad there is that you weren't one of the ones permanent banned. At least you still get to play, but I mean, still, that's that's rough. Especially if you take yeah. the example they used was a, a three a seven star RG. If you put the gear on them, they would drop him back down to three stars, no gear. So gear one, and they take out all the uh, ability mats too. So you're all ability ones. No gear, three star, and yeah, that's a long grind. To get yeah, back. that's that's brutal. I mean, that would probably cause me to quit. Like, I'd probably be that pissed. Yeah, but those people only have themselves to blame, I guess. I mean, I like well, we've talked about this in Guild Chat. I said, you know, if I had seen it, I might have done it. I said, if I did it, I would probably think I would probably end up doing it like three to four times. Before I realized, you know what, this is uh, not supposed to be happening. I completely agree. Three or four is enough to get the band, too. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is kind of weird. Because, I mean, with the way, you know, it bounces off the server. So everything that you do on the game has to be ran through the internet. Nothing's actually happening on your device. So there's a lot of other things that there are kind of issues with as far as collecting or buying crystals can get delayed or buying gear or whatever. And, or even crystal refreshes. I've had those act pretty funky. Like you think you're about to get a 50 or an extra 50 pops up and you do it and it charges you 100 crystals or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because you can get it, if you're at, uh, I've had it when I refreshed with the 50, and I went to Sim immediately, and it popped up to buy again, because it hadn't registered giving me all the stuff right, so exactly what you're saying, so I'm yeah. like, oh, I gotta buy it again, but now I've already bought two, before I see I have 200 now, you know, yep. 200 so energy I, or whatever. So I'd like to know exactly what, I mean... If they're actually banning people that collected, say, three or four times. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a huge difference between ten times and three times. But yet they're saying, you know, there's no ban for people collected twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of think three to four should fall into that the same category as only collecting twice due to the f- way the game acts sometimes. But Yeah. For those that got... So the... the Placed a permanent ban on egregious exploits. So if you were, like, just going at it for 90 minutes hoping that you were going to get to keep all that stuff, well, you're probably not going to be playing this game anymore. But for those that, you know, 5 to 20 times, let's say, all those people are getting all the extra rewards removed during their, you know, suspension. All their Han shards are going away. Hans going back to five stars with no shards if they had them unlocked before this happened. If not, then just go back to whatever shards you had. And the last point they mentioned in the raid rewards exploit talk was seven star Vader, which I thought was kind of weird. They said anyone that had a seven star Vader was being lowered to five star. So back in the day when they did that thing where people were getting seven star Vaders, did they not fix that back then? Do I don't just know. Keep their seven stars. I have no idea. That's a good question. I'm assuming what they're talking about are people that probably use Han shards to convert or something. But I, no, I don't know. That's a lot of conversions I mean, to get to seven star and yeah, a lot of crystals. True. So I don't, I don't understand this last one. I don't, I, I don't either. That was the only thing I could think of. It don't really make much sense unless there's something I'm missing as far as. Uh, getting vader shards for unlocking han or something or yeah, which maybe. i don't think there was anything but i don't know 
It's a good question. Yeah, kind of weird. Quick thing to hit on. Nothing really to talk about, but I just find a funny Geonosian spy who came out yesterday is already talking about being looked at. So more of the quality assurance thing slipping through their fingers. Yep, I don't think they have much for quality control. Exactly. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second. I got some strong opinions on <laughs> Galactic War, so we'll get to that. Anyways, Tebow, it was announced by a dev on Reddit that, hey, we fixed Tebow's stealth, so everyone got excited. Everyone started playing Tebow to see if it was fixed, and it is still not fixed, so... Despite what they told everyone, they're still working on it, and they acknowledge that in the community update that, hey, uh, we said he was fixed, and he's not, so we're going to keep working on that. Cool. They got uh, you got everyone's hopes up again. <laughs> it, it's what I've come to expect from CG. Yeah. Here's what you want to hear. Here's what actually happened. Yep. All right, so the last thing here, next assault battle. So on July 4th, the next assault battle is coming out, and it will be against Ewoks, I'm assuming. Yes. So it opens up at 75, level 75. It's open to 75-plus players, and there are two tiers. The first tier is 78-plus. Level 78 plus. Okay, sorry, let me backtrack. It's geared for 78 plus leveled characters. Gear 7 plus gear levels on those characters. So it's the hard mode. And once you finish that one, it opens up tier 2, which is tuned for level 81 characters, but can be done at level 80 with gear 9 plus gear on those characters. Considered the very hard mode which I don't think, unless you have a droid team, anyone's going to be beating that. Because I don't Jim, know anyone let us with, know how easy it is. Yeah, I say, I don't know anyone with Empire characters level 81, or level 80 with gear 9 on all of them, so... Maybe nope. Jin can get it done with his droids. We'll see. One thing I thought was kind of interesting, the way they phrased that, is they're talking about it's tuned for level 81, but even... At gear 80, it should be completed. There was something in the wording there that kind of made me think that there might be another level cap increase coming soon. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm just getting settled. so. Yeah, and think of all the credits. Uh, I, I don't want to. <laughs> you have five characters you like? Forget about the rest of them. Yep, pretty much. So the rewards are going to be one million credits... For the first completion, 1 million credits, 10 Ewok Elder Shards, 10 Ewok Scout Shards, 5 Chirpa Shards, and 5 Tebow Shards. Not too shabby. And if you complete it repeatedly, you'll get 500, 500, that would be nice, 50k credits, (laughs) and Ewok Shards and Salvage. So, not too bad for the uh, repeats, but the credits drop immensely. Don't know why. So, and there's achievement. You get 10 Vader shards, and this one is the one I find odd. 5,000 ally coins. Thank you so much for all that white gear. (laughs) Yeah. um, I'm still waiting on them to actually do something with ally coins. Uh, I keep thinking they're going to make them a little bit more usable for refreshing stuff, but they just haven't done that, so I don't know. Well, maybe that'll be what these uh, these new data cards they're showing are. Maybe you can get a different data card for a higher amount of ally coins. Hey, I didn't think about that. That's a pretty good point. I mean, that would kind of coincide with why they're giving out so many ally coins. <laughs> That's the only... I saw that the next point we had was that there was a new data card shown right underneath the 5,000 ally coins, so that kind of clicked there. The other thing that I had seen and I thought might, would be interesting is someone said that the little holes on the back of that card look like ability mats or gear 
That's what I thought was gear. So maybe it's a way to turn the 700 whites we have into something else, something better. I don't know. Oh, that would be nice. Maybe a way to trade up. Even if you could spend like 50 of like, you know, the MK1s to get, you know, say five MK2s or something, something like that would be awesome. Yes, definitely. I agree. So, other thing before we get into the last thing I want to cover is what did you think of the credit heist? Did you do it? Um, I did not. I uh, didn't have Dengar unlocked. He would have been the first, uh, or the, not fourth, the, good lord, the fifth uh, scoundrel that I needed to get that done, and so I wasn't even able to participate in it. What about well, you? Had, Did you get a chance? Kind of. I had 24 of 25 uh, mob enforcer shards. So I just bought a... I bought two shards in the sh- in the shipments just so I could get a fifth scoundrel and go in there. But even the first level 51, I couldn't get anywhere because I have Cad Bane, Chewie... Greedo, Lando, and then Mob Enforcer. But Lando's level one, Mob Enforcer was level one, and Greedo was level 30, and the others were in the 70s, the Chewie and Cad Bane. And those Coruscant Underworld Police just destroyed me. I kept getting to, like, the end of the second phase, and then they just die. So I didn't really get too far in it, but... It seems like it wouldn't be terrible, but I know a lot of people had trouble with it, mostly because no one has any scoundrel teams geared and everything, but that's just a lot of money to get a million credits. So depending on how many weeks it would take you to recoup what you spent to get them would just be how I decide if it was worth it for me. Yep, I'm kind of in the same boat. Um I kind of started farming Cad Bane because there's not really anyone else that I'm farming in Galactic War. So I'm going to try to work up a few characters, maybe take them to 50, give them some gear, and see if I can make a decent enough team to start completing it and at least get the 300,000 credits every week. But even still. Uh, yeah, because even I if you did know. the 55 one, I'll take 300 credit or 300,000 credits. So I guess we'll see yep. how it goes next week. Time will tell. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know that I'll have the money to level those guys to even try it because I don't even know if I want to step foot in Galactic War right now from everything I'm hearing. Yeah. Uh, So Uh, if you haven't heard or you haven't done it, which I'm sure everyone has, it looks like this is where everything gets crazy. So, they introduced the patch on the 28th, and ever since that day, Galactic War has been incredibly annoying. Level 80s in in slot 6, full teams from 7 to 11 of 80s and gear 9 up, just ridiculously hard Galactic Wars. So, I personally haven't done it because I wasn't doing Galactic War every day before they introduced the patch because the first patch on the 15th that made it easier because I just found it incredibly annoying to have to fight these incredibly hard teams who had full protection when my team's already been beat up for six nodes and trying to beat them basically fighting a team with double your health every time I don't know I didn't like it but then they fixed it and it was cool and I was having fun with it. And now they're back to this thing. So my question to you. They put this in. Or they say, they're say they saying they put this in. That's what they came out with today. Saying that it wasn't hard enough. That people weren't enjoying it. And it wasn't what it was supposed to be. It wasn't as difficult as it should be. And you should be using a whole team. Do you think that it was intentional? 
excuse me for a second. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they're lying. I just, I don't see any way that's the case. And you and me are on the same page. Because <laughs> why would you do that? You brought it right back to where it was before you fixed it, only harder somehow. Yep. It sounds like it's the same as it was. Whatever code you put back in with this patch reverted it, only even worse because people are more powerful than they were on June 15th. So now it's screwing everyone equally. I I don't think this was on purpose because you basically went against exactly what you said last time when you made the fix. I don't understand this. As we discussed earlier, this is what we've come to expect. Yeah, who says it's more difficult? Who wanted it to be harder? I yeah. bet you that number is smaller than the people that don't want it the way it is now. But the problem mm-hmm. is the people that probably do want it are the people that are paying for the game. Because they can afford to get currency other ways. Free players can't. So that's the only theory I've got. Yep. And it's sad. I mean, I don't spend hundreds of dollars on this game all the time. If I could, I would. Not to say that people that do shouldn't, because if I could, I would. But I I just can't. But I do spend money on it. Whenever I run out of crystals, I buy more. That's the way I do it. So I can get my refreshes, get my crystals, or get my shards, everything, right? That's the way I do it. Mm-hmm. It's just sad that the, the smaller groups still don't you know, get heard. I don't know. It, it annoys me. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it annoys a lot of people. It's, I don't know. They. And let me, they, let me backtrack a little. I'm not saying that people that don't spend money shouldn't have a voice because everyone in the game should have a voice, right? I'm sure that there are ways that they still make money from visibility from free-to-play players. So it's not like anyone is more important than another in the situation. You know what I mean? Yep, I completely agree. I mean, if it wasn't for the there being, you know, strategic free players to at least give a challenge, then, you know, it would just be all whales going against each other. And Yeah, they would never be able to boast their, their numbers. This yep. many people play this game. Well, those that many people are not all people that spend X amount of dollars, you know? There's a lot of people that are playing in different roles, you know? And to say this game is a success is based on those numbers. You know, if if they weren't having, let's say there was 10,000, let's say there's 10,000 guilds, all of them with 40 people in it. So what's that? You know, Uh, do the math there. That's that many players just in guilds. And then you add the people that just don't join guilds. I mean, there's a lot of people playing. You gotta, you gotta play for everyone. You know. Yep, I, I agree. Noise crap out of me. I just wanted to bring that up because it just doesn't seem like we were talking about quality assurance. I don't think their quality is assuring anything. Like I said, maybe they didn't think there was anything in Galactic War that changed. So when they did their QA, they didn't test Galactic War. But if that's the case, then why is Geonosian Spy a problem? It's like, there are all different things. So it's like, let's just push this out, and then we'll fix it later. Well, and they've been coming out with a lot of characters, and a lot of them you kind of have to spend money to get. So I think that's been kind of interesting, which is pretty good evidence for kind of what you're saying to begin with. Yeah. I don't know, I just think... They're doing a lot. I will say that they're not like putting any effort in anything. They're building these things. The problem is they're not. It seems like they're not testing them before they put them out, and yep. that's a problem because that's how the game can be broken, and that's how people leave because they don't want to deal with it anymore. Yep, a lot of great games have been run by piss poor quality control. Exactly. I'll ride it out as long as I can. I enjoy this game. They do a lot to it that makes it fun, but you got to listen to people and stop ignoring 
the majority or the loud voices because you, I don't know. You can build a Maybe. game. You can build a game, but if you don't listen to the people that play it, who are you building it for? No. Maybe we need to uh, try to talk the Wells into spending more money. That way they can afford people to do quali- quality control. Or, you know, <laughs> start put out a PTR. You know? Yeah. Works in other games. I don't know that they ever do it in mobile games, but PTR test some stuff. Maybe then you'll you'll know what's a problem before you push it out live. I don't know. Big yeah. button in the left in the settings. Go to PTR. Test the next patch. Give us feedback. Th- then you don't have to pay anyone. Of a solution. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, I don't want to be a downer, but I just thought uh, we should mention that. Yep. Well, I guess that pretty much does it for this podcast. Um, as usual, we'll be back next week. Uh, next week, we're going to try to discuss a little bit more on some gearing strategies uh, as far as good ways to go, who to de- how to decide who to put gear on, and most efficient ways of getting gears, a few things like that. So if you have ideas on it, you have uh, any uh, helpful tips or what you use or wh- how you decide, then uh, let us know, and it'll help us to really form these tips for next week. So, All right, cool. Well, we'll be checking feedback during the week, and hopefully we get some good stuff. Definitely. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys have a good 4th of July, and stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you. Thank you.